section three of the children's wonder book this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b the children's wonder book cinderella up to date by h s huntington cinderella couldn't find her slipper it was a glass slipper which her fairy godmother had given her along with a magnificent ball costume and the loan of a coach and six from the livery stable in point of fact there had been a pair of slippers and very pretty they were only they were rather hard and when cinderella tried to dance in them at the court ball they hurt her toes dreadfully besides they were so smooth that her feet kept sliding away from under her and that was awkward especially as she had the prince for her partner the prince was a polite young man and he told cinderella that she skated beautifully only he found it hard to keep up with her because he had left his own roller skates at home but cinderella explained that it was only her glass slippers which would make her wander around and she begged permission to take them off while she was dancing so she did and danced all the evening in her stocking feet and i am sure she danced very nicely too she enjoyed herself so much that she forgot her promise to be home by midnight so when the clock struck twelve she was quite frightened and hurried away as fast as she could it must have been then that she lost her left slipper she remembered picking up both of them and slipping them in the pocket of her gown but when she came to look for them in the morning she could only find one now cinderella was very proud of those slippers though they did pinch her feet and she hunted high and low for the missing one she turned all the bureau drawers topsy-turvy she looked in all the vases and behind the pictures and in the canary bird's cage she even lit a kerosene lamp and looked down cellar but not a sign of that slipper could she find all this made her neglect her kitchen work cinderella's wicked sisters scolded her because breakfast was late and they complained that the mutton chops were burned and the buckwheat cakes were heavy but by and by they went off to their dressmakers and then cinderella looked in their room thinking they might have been mean enough to steal the slipper but it was not there it occurred to her that she might have dropped it in the carriage so she went to the corner drug store and bought a postal card and wrote to the owner of the livery stable asking him to look she got an answer by the next morning's mail the man said he was very sorry but the carriage had unfortunately turned into a pumpkin and the horses into mice he had looked inside the pumpkin before it was made into pies but had found only pumpkin seeds when she read that cinderella just sat down and cried she dried her eyes presently and went out for a walk while she was walking she met robinson crusoe he was dressed in a magnificent suit of goatskin with the hair hanging about his waist and knees he had an axe and a saw in his girdle and a great goatskin umbrella over his head and he carried four or five muskets across his shoulder his parrot was perched on one of the muskets and his tame kid walked behind good afternoon said robinson crusoe are you beauty cinderella blushed and hung her head a little some people say i am she answered are you the beast i'm afraid i look like it my dear said crusoe but it isn't my fault i live in a desert island and keep the only dry goods store in the place it's a very fine store but just now we're all out of cloth 
so i am obliged to content myself with goatskins i'm expecting another shipwreck soon and then we can replenish why don't you go to one of the big sixth avenue stores asked cinderella my godmother always does her shopping at one of those places oh my dear that would never do what would all the boys and girls say if i got my clothes in such an irregular way besides i have no money except spanish doubloons and pieces of eight and i believe they're not current at present perhaps asked cinderella have you seen a little glass slipper somewhere no said crusoe i don't think i have i saw the print of a man's foot down by the seashore but there were no signs of a slipper about it it's not a man's slipper i'm looking for said cinderella i've lost one of my own slippers and i can't find it anywhere i'm sure i had it on at the court ball i took it off because it was so uncomfortable to dance in perhaps you left it there suggested crusoe why don't you telephone up to the palace and ask i would sobbed cinderella only i'm so ashamed of my carelessness what would the prince think of me he said he did admire a good careful housekeeper above all things i'm sorry said robinson kindly if you'll come over to my hut perhaps i can fit you with a goatskin pair i'm sure they'd be softer than glass and probably warmer i don't want goatskin slippers said cinderella pouting i want my own glass slipper it is very unfortunate said robinson crusoe i can't think of anything else unless you advertise in the paper but i really must say good-bye now i'm told that several canoe-loads of cannibals are in sight and i must go to the top of the hill where i can watch them through my perspective glass and he hurried off cinderella sat down on a log feeling very sad she buried her face in her hands and thought bitterly of her loss what's the matter asked a soft voice cinderella looked around and saw little red riding hood in her scarlet cloak with a basket on her arm have you found a glass slipper asked cinderella no said red riding hood have you lost one i lost it yesterday such a beautiful glass slipper you can't think maybe it's in this wood do help me to find it that's a dear girl i would said red riding hood but i'm afraid to go into the wood again there's a wolf there do you know she added confidentially i had quite a narrow escape this morning i met the wolf but fortunately he had just eaten my grandmother and he really had no room for another meal he looked dreadfully fierce and he had my grandmother's nightcap and spectacles on but he didn't eat me wasn't it lucky indeed it was said cinderella warmly lucky for you i mean she added but perhaps it was a little unpleasant for your grandmother was she very old about eighty we always said it was careless of her living in that lonely house with no lock on the door but only a latch string the wolf got in by pulling the latch string and he ate my poor grandmother in bed when is the funeral asked cinderella i don't know yet answered red riding hood you see we don't know just how to arrange matters until somebody kills the wolf i'll do that cried a voice near them it was jack the giant killer he had on a fine suit of clothes and carried a tremendous great sword which he kept flourishing all the while it made cinderella and red riding hood quite afraid of him if you please sir said red riding hood i should like very much to have the wolf killed but i'm afraid it wouldn't be safe for you oh perfectly safe 
a mere bit of sport and jack the giant killer swaggered around and slashed with his sword worse than ever a wolf is nothing at all besides some of the giants i have killed by the way can't i rescue any poor lady from the wolf's den i don't know said red riding hood the wolf has eaten my grandmother already so i don't see how you are going to rescue her it is difficult but perhaps not impossible nothing is impossible to me said jack the giant killer with another swagger is it long since the poor lady was eaten it was only this morning oh do rescue her if you can pleaded red riding hood just then a little girl ran screaming out of the wood her long yellow hair flying behind her a fair lady in distress cried jack the giant killer to the rescue and he rushed about making a great show of peering among the bushes for a giant or a dragon then he led the little girl up holding her hand above her head as if he were walking an old-fashioned minuet why it's little goldilocks exclaimed cinderella what can be the matter matter enough cried goldilocks you'd be frightened yourself if you saw a great big bear and a middle-sized bear and a little wee bear all together bears exclaimed jack the giant killer really this wood is very interesting and now i think of it they want to buy some bears and wolves for the central park menagerie i must see if i can't turn an honest penny in this business with that he screwed his face into a scowl which he imagined to be a look of fierce resolution and pulling a bit of whetstone from his pocket he began to sharpen the sword with an immense parade cinderella couldn't help thinking that he boasted too much and though he had very pretty clothes and a fine sword she liked the prince much better presently jack bowed to them and ran off into the wood slashing and practising throwing his sword up into the air and catching it as it came down but he had scarcely been gone a minute before he appeared again this time scampering for dear life with his sword trailing behind it's coming he panted save yourselves ladies or you will be devoured what's coming asked cinderella in great alarm a wolf or a bear or or something oh there it is save me save me jack the giant killer didn't look a bit heroic as he dodged about trying to get behind little goldilocks at length he dropped his sword and began to climb a tree but he only got halfway up the trunk and there he stuck the girls all screamed and were going to run away but red riding hood happened to look around and saw something trotting out of the wood when she saw it she stopped and sat down on the grass and just laughed until the tears rolled down her cheeks and whenever she began to recover herself she looked up and burst out with new peals of laughter it was really quite delightful only jack the giant killer looking down from where he was clinging didn't like it a bit what are you laughing about he growled oh dear oh dear me panted red riding hood oh it's too funny for anything why that isn't a wolf at all ha ha nor a bear it's only just mary's little lamb are you certain asked jack in a trembling voice but sure enough the lamb came running out when red riding hood called it and laid its head in her lap it knew her very well and liked her almost as much as it did its own mistress i ain't afraid of it screamed jack the giant killer in a great passion he slid down the tree tearing his fine clothes in two or three places then he caught up his sword 
i'll kill it he bellowed red riding hood jumped up if you do i'll slap your face she cried very fiercely and then she began to sob and i'll pull your hair chimed in little goldilocks crying also and i'll scratch you and stick pins into you added cinderella she was older than the rest and didn't cry a bit jack the giant killer scowled and swaggered but by this time they knew what his courage amounted to so cinderella and red riding hood and little goldilocks and the lamb all ran right at him and they scared him so that he fairly took to his heels and fled and that was the last they ever saw of him the great coward said red riding hood to take mary's little lamb for a wolf or a bear and she fondled the lamb lovingly oh but there are really true bears in the woods said goldilocks i saw them and they were dreadful did any of them have a glass slipper asked cinderella i don't know said goldilocks but they had nice chairs and beds and excellent porridge i'm very fond of porridge when it's neither too hot nor too cold i don't like porridge remarked cinderella cracked wheat mush is ever so much better or oatmeal said red riding hood grandma always ate oatmeal for breakfast before the wolf ate her by the way asked cinderella do your folks use saracella in house cleaning i saw an advertisement of it at the court ball sold by all grocers squeaked a little fellow at their feet he was a very little man so small that they had not noticed him before and he was busy pasting advertisements on all the trees and fences and houses what are you doing that for asked goldilocks the advertisements were mostly about soap and indigo and patent medicines i do it to improve the landscape said the little man and to teach the children to read and i'm paid for it how much do they pay you asked cinderella sometimes more sometimes less yesterday they gave me a bean a bean exclaimed cinderella isn't that very poor pay that depends on how you look at it a bean alone isn't much but if i plant it perhaps i shall get half a cupful of beans from it and if i plant those i shall get a peck and if i plant those they will yield twenty bushels and if i plant those but objected cinderella you will have to wait a long time unless your beans grow very fast this kind is said to be a rapid grower said the little man oh do plant it now and let's see exclaimed goldilocks i never saw a bean planted so i will said the little man drawing the bean from his pocket then he made a hole in the ground put the bean in and covered it up no sooner had he done so than the earth broke away and a bean plant began to rise very fast oh dear me squeaked the little man oh dear i'm ruined what's the matter asked cinderella in great surprise oh don't you see i've lost the bean it came up on top of the plant and now i'll never see it again yes i will i'll climb for it and he threw off his coat and began to climb up the beanstalk but as he climbed it kept growing cinderella called after him if you see a little glass slipper up there please bring it down i will said the little man but the bean plant kept growing and the little man kept climbing until he was quite out of sight i'm afraid i shall never see that slipper again sighed cinderella and she said good-bye to the others and went slowly and sadly home but the next morning the following advertisement appeared in the newspaper if the lady who dropped a small glass slipper at the court ball will please write to room seven fifty three royal palace 
she will hear of something to her advantage cinderella saw this and wrote at once saying that she had lost a glass slipper and would like to get it back again next day one of the king's officers came with a slipper he had a black dress suit on and a feather in his cap and a little golden sword strapped to his side cinderella saw all this through a crack in the door while she pretended to be examining the gentleman's card she thought him very fine-looking indeed when she went into the drawing-room the gentleman rose and made such a very low bow that his little golden sword stuck straight out behind him cinderella curtsied and the gentleman bowed again and placed a chair for her and made her ever so many compliments which were very nice but he didn't say anything about the slipper at first the fact is he was a celebrated diplomat diplomats are remarkable for a great many things among others for a custom they have of always avoiding the very subject that they wish to talk about at length cinderella thought it better to open the business herself and because she was not a diplomat she went straight at it have you brought me my slipper she asked my dear young lady said the diplomat i have done myself that honour and permit me to confess a mistake which i made it is the less to be deplored because it gave me an opportunity of conversing with your charming sisters only less charming than yourself of course oh said cinderella have you seen my sisters i have indeed but it was through a mistake when i first entered the house your sisters alone were visible and i naturally imagined not having seen you that one of them was the owner of the slipper in fact each of those two ladies claimed it but it was an illusion on their part or a mistake or possibly a prevarication or never mind said cinderella how did you know it was not theirs my dear lady the prince requested me not to give up the slipper without first making certain of the owner by a test what is that asked cinderella the lady is to try the slipper on now your sisters though perfect in every other way failed to meet the requirements in this one particular their feet i whisper it only in confidence were miles too long neither of them could get the slipper on at first i was greatly disappointed but bethought me to ask if there were any other lady in the house and they informed me that there was none except one who i hesitate to mention it was performing menial services in a part of the dwelling which i am credibly informed is known as the kitchen oh laughed cinderella you needn't be afraid to speak of it i work in the kitchen every day i like it the kitchen is refined and beautified by your presence said the diplomat with a bow now as to this slipper i am forced to trouble you to try it on is that all said cinderella please let me take it and i will put it on now could i permit you to exclaim the gentleman nay allow me but to kneel and i will place the slipper on your foot if you please said cinderella but i think it will be rather like a shoemaker's shop however the gentleman insisted he first laid a handkerchief on the floor to protect his fine clothes then he knelt down cinderella took off her left boot and the gentleman held the slipper while she put her foot into it of course it fitted exactly the diplomat got up and made a very low bow again then he kissed cinderella's hand which she thought a very surprising thing to do madam he said i congratulate you the prince my master saw your beauty and grace at the court ball he had no means of finding you save by the slipper 
he now through me offers you his sincere homage and is desirous to marry you cinderella arose and curtsied as well as she could with one boot on her heart was beating very fast but she tried to look cool and collected i will see if i have any previous engagement she said turning over her ivory tablets she knew very well that nothing was written there but she thought it looked well to consult the tablets because the diplomat was such a very ceremonious gentleman however she had to say something and what she said was thank you i shall be very happy to marry the prince so the bells rang and the cannons were fired and there was great rejoicing over the marriage of cinderella to the prince she walked in procession through the crowded streets to the church and little girls goldilocks was one strewed roses in her path banners waved everywhere and because the banners were not enough the good wives hung all their carpets out of their windows with music and perfumes and better than all with love cinderella went to marry the prince and then they walked back through the street and when they had passed the crowd went away and the banners were furled and the good wives took in their carpets and their husbands had to tack them down again which was not so pleasant really it was a magnificent celebration the newspapers had several columns about it next morning under the title a wedding in high life and red riding hood has all the descriptions cut out and pasted in her scrapbook where you may see them if you are acquainted with her cinderella made such an excellent housekeeper that the prince found he could live cheaper married than single they didn't even have to keep a hired girl End of section three.